The New Jersey Devils continue their big offseason moves, now adding a veteran forward in Tyler Toffoli from the Calgary Flames. We break down the details of this trade and what it means for the Devils going forward, all coming up next. Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where, of course, I am one of your hosts, not both, but at least one of your hosts in Adam Armbrecht covering the Brooklyn Nets and Locked On Nets podcast following what has been a very exciting time of year in the NBA with the draft coverage going on and rate to free agency. Wouldn't you know it? The NHL parallels that timeline. Obviously, the draft coming up tomorrow night, free agency, trades, everything is happening right now. And ironically, uh, Danny and I got together. We recorded an episode of the podcast. We talked about the offseason. We talked about post-Stanley Cup power rankings in the NHL. We talked about Eric Halla and his contract extension and the potential of exactly this player. Unfortunately, Danny does not get to um, take the victory lap on calling for this exact possibility here as we switch ourselves over to a quality microphone so you can hear the sultry sounds of my voice. Doing it on the fly, my friends. Uh, welcome in, everybody, if you're joining us live. Uh, Danny talked about this, so we'll go ahead and release different chunks of what we recorded earlier today with the clear understanding that, uh, unfortunately, some of that content will die on the vine when you uh, just are not living second to second in the NHL. Just making one adjustment here on my side as well. And then we'll dive into this conversation. So news breaks here going officially from New Jersey Devils. Obviously, Amanda Stein also does a great job of breaking news for the Devils over on Twitter. But straight from the horse's mouth, as they like to say, to fully acquired by the Devils from the Calgary Flames in exchange for Sharon Govich, as well as a third round pick. That third round selection came a cross acquired in the Severson deal, sending him out to Columbus. Now you've got Tyler Toffoli, 31 years old in the upcoming season. He is set to have a $4.25 million cap with $3.5 million cash due in 2023-24. It was made, of course, this announcement by Executive Vice President and General Manager Tom Fitzgerald. So let's just talk briefly about what we're getting in this player. So when Danny brought this up, talking about uh, going and acquiring a player like Toffoli, you say, what well, getting in him, you're getting a veteran, you're getting experience. So some of the things that we discussed, and we'll still put those, that episode out there again, broken down in different chunks, was about wanting to have guys with a level of, of consistency with a relied on with a respected voice in the locker room when you go and look at Tyler Toffoli past season with the Calgary Flames playing in hmm, all 82 games first and foremost uh, he's played 733 career NHL games 34 goals 39 assists a 73 point season for the veteran forward he also came in with a plus 16 in the plus minus category and uh, why don't we throw in a couple other numbers here if we can 268 shots with a 12.7 shot percentage it's just when you think about what this team, what the New Jersey Devils are trying to accomplish in going into this next season, I yours truly, maybe I was a little bit off base around not getting over your skis 
on what you accomplished this last year. It's a fantastic season. You beat the Rangers in round one, right? You surprise a ton of teams. You set franchise records in so many individual and team categories. But you don't want to go ahead and go wholesale here and make too big of a swing where you feel like it becomes Eastern Conference Finals, Stanley Cup Finals appearance or bust. And by the way, adding to Foley is not the missing piece to making yourself that team. But what we can say here is that Fitzgerald and the Devils are looking at this roster and understanding we needed to make coming out of this last season, the big benefit of overachieving, quote unquote, is that I think you expose some of the areas you know you're going to want to improve on this roster as you head in to the upcoming season. You have to love the fact that even though it's a one-year rental, and you could that probably you can make the case that that's why you don't have to maybe give up a little bit more draft capital in this move. You feel like you're getting a player back, even if he's here for only the one year, 31 years old. You can always look to get an extension with maybe that'll be heard in the coming days. Maybe you allow him to play it out and then revisit it next offseason, like we've seen with some other veterans as well. But you're just bringing in consistency and you're bringing in an offensive player that hopefully helps to alleviate and balance out some of what you want. Remember, go back to the trade for Timo Meyer in season for the New Jersey Devils. We talked about kind of the, the both and with bringing in a player like that. Yes, there's the offensive prowess, the offensive side of his game that you want him to bring. And you also wanted him to bring a physicality. You wanted him to take some of those big hits off of the shoulders and the small frame of Jack Hughes. And by the way, he did that. Timo Meyer took on the physical challenge throughout the Rangers series, and, and frankly, it may have cost him going into that Carolina Hurricane series where the guy gave everything that he had and really took a beating there. So you want to continue to bring in more weapons, more offensive firepower, so that the team has to be respected at every single point of attack here. This, to me, is a, is a balancing move for the offensive side of the puck here. Now, in a player like Sharon Govich, who we understand as we go into further details here uh, on Sharon Govich, the expectations were that as we make sure, I want to make sure we get this information here covered. Sharon Govich was set to become a restricted free agent on July 1st. So this is just if you're Fitzgerald being on the front foot of a player that you don't necessarily see yourself retaining maybe not wanting to have to match an offer depending on what the market was going to look like. And even though we know that Sharon Govich is just 25 years old and we can go back and look at 54, 76, and 75 games over the last three seasons respectively for the Devils, let's live a little bit in reality here. 16 goals, 14 assists in 2021, 24 goals, 22 assists in 21-22, 13 goals, 17 assists this past season, a 30-point performer for the New Jersey Devils, but you need to have more, right? You're looking to get a little bit more out of a player like this, understanding what could be coming down the pike here if we think about where it's going to shift. By the way, is we're doing this all in real time here. This also comes on the heels of extending veteran Eric Holla, right? And as I'm looking over it and think about the center position, the skill set, the leadership required there, one of the things you'll hear us discuss a little more length is the role of Hala, where his value lies in certain instances for the Devils. So you, re you retain a veteran, 
you go ahead and move off a young player that maybe you weren't going to be able to keep around or maybe didn't want to keep around long-term here in New Jersey, and you bring in another veteran that adds firepower to this offense. You know, we talked about this going through the playoffs, that to look at this team and to look at those two series, New York Rangers, big time, right? You go in, you get that seven-game series victory over them, and you feel absolutely elated about it. To look at the Hurricane series is to get a little bit of a dose of a wake-up. And Danny and I talked about it a little bit at the time, how it doesn't matter once you're knocked out, but when you watch the way the team that kicked you out of the playoffs performs going forward, it does, I think, soften the blow sometimes, depending. It didn't soften the blow to watch the Canes get bounced out immediately the following round. It made it feel like while the Devils accomplished a lot, you can make the case that the way pundits around the NHL assess this team, a very dynamic, very explosive, very young regular season team with still a lot of areas to improve and tweak in order to start going on those deep playoff runs. It, it kind of rings true when, when you see them come out of that. And we can make the argument around the Rangers as well. We talk about power rankings and where some of these teams stand, Danny and I, in some of these other chunks that you can catch here on YouTube and on the podcast feed. It, it, I think what you're seeing right now is Fitzgerald and the Devils front office look at this roster and say, how do we make the marginal tweaks that cement what we accomplished this past year going into next season? Being one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, knowing for a fact we're locked into a playoff spot, not going in as a wild card. And then, yeah, living with the results, right? But I don't think the Devils organizationally want to risk taking a step back here. So now you've retained some veterans. You have some young players coming up defensively and otherwise in Luke Hughes, in Nemec. And now you go ahead and you add a player like Toffoli, third-round pick, and a guy in Sharon Govich that wasn't going to be here long-term. Even if this is just for the one year, it it provides you the safety net that things are not going to drop off. I think it's an excellent move. You know, we're, we're rounding in all this information kind of as it unfolds here, but I want to make sure just that pure elation and excitement for this move that I got on and tried to have this conversation. Now, we talk about some other things just in terms of Toffoli. You go and look back over his entire career. Came in the league in 2012-2013 with the Kings. Spent the bulk of his career there. But then starting in 1920, in-season trade, Vancouver. Uh, then he ended up in Montreal for two years. And then these last two seasons with Calgary. Now, it's worth noting that we talk about point totals for him. This last year, 73 points. Career year for him. You'd have to go all the way back. So 2021. The 2021 season, 44 points uh, playing with Montreal. That's a solid year on 28 goals and 16 assists. And he didn't crest over 40 points in any single season. After that really great run for him, when we go back to 2013-14, all the way through the, let's just say the 2017-18 season, because he goes 49, 58, 34, and 47. And by the way, that 34-point season is when he only played 63 games in 2016-17, right? So there was a, a really high-powered run for him there. And then 
you end up getting hit with a couple of dings. Now, by the way, 2019-20, when he splits time between the Kings and Vancouver, he ends up playing a total of 68 games, and he ends up putting together a 44-point season. Follow that up right again with Montreal that next year, uh, giving you a 44-point season. So these last couple of seasons, just 37 games in each of those last two. Oh, sorry, excuse me. 37 games split between Montreal and Calgary, where he still combined for another, yes, 49-point season. So, you know, this explosion this past year, can you rely on that this upcoming season? Are we walking in the door saying, hey, all you need to do to Foley is give us 34, 34 goals, 39 assists? I'm not going to set the bar that high. But if you gave him, let's give him a 45-point season, right? Think about the New Jersey Devils and, and what we'd be talking about for a guy that could give you 45, 50-point season coming in the door. When we go over and look at this team right now, and I'll go again and get myself in order here, moving back into the regular season so we get the full scope of where we land. That type of number, that's going to drop you in behind, obviously, some key players, right? Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Dougie Hamilton, Jesper Bratt re-signed this offseason, obviously, to that nice extension as well. Dawson Mercer, a player that Danny and I are going to talk at length about this offseason. He's going to fall somewhere ahead of Tatar, who may or may not be here. Safety valve here. We're going to talk about him this offseason, too. Is Tomas Tatar going to be back here? Do we want Tuna back? Safety net. You bring in a player like this, maybe indicates to you what could happen with Tuna. And then you have Eric Holler there playing in 80 games, giving you a 41 point performance. He's going to be a top six point scorer on this team. And if he goes back and gives the rings the bell again here, like he did this last season, he's top four, maybe top three, right? So I, I, I think that the balance you're striking here is giving yourself that safety net, depending on what happens with Tatar, changing the dynamic a little bit here as well. And remember, Sharon Govich, a 30-point player here, so you are going to have to make this up a little bit. And this is the last thing I'll mention about this trade. Before Danny and I will come back in, I'll get his perspective on it, and we'll kind of hit this from a few different angles. Shout out to anybody coming in here. Um, and you go here, so this is interesting, and shout out to uh, Morgan Williams saying it doesn't get more marginal than upgrade. That may be the case, and we'll break this down a little bit a little bit more in terms of the fit when you talk about him, and then also in terms of the price point, right? Because the last point that I was going to make about this is remember, so Sharon Govich is gone now via the trade. They brought back Hala. Miles Wood, what's going to happen there? If you think about two players, though, in Sharon Govich and in Miles Wood, who are giving you a combined 57-point season, right? 13 goals apiece, 17 and 14 assists, respectively. We, we've often talked about, and the, and the point is, is right here, Tuna was a 48-point performer, 20-goal, 20 28 assists. So off of last year alone, you can make the case that Foley is 100% an upgrade as opposed to marginal. But I, but I do understand where you're coming from. 32 years old for Tatar, 31 years old coming in with the Foley, right? So there are these one-to-ones. Here's what's not one-to-one, though. Over his entire career, Tuna had a 58-point season in 1819, a 61-point season in 1920. You can go all the way back to the early days with the Detroit Red Wings, excuse me, 14-15, all the way through 16-17. So three seasons, we had 56, 45, and 46 points. This is a guy that's played in 783 games, 455 career points, right? To Foley in 733 games 
has brought you 466 points, right? So I, do I understand the, the delineation that you want to make here? Potentially. I mean, what are we looking at? 783, 783 for 455. Let's go back over to the to Foley. 733 for 466, right? I, you can tell me it's not a big difference, and you can tell me it's marginal, but I, I just think that the explosive play, potentially, for to Foley in this devil system is different than when you're what you're getting or would get from Tuna. And remember, Tuna's 32, and I think maybe the Devils are going to try to get out on tuna just before you start to see a little bit of a drop off six foot 203 and that's the other thing here too shout out to whistler in the conversation as well we mentioned devils also need to be a little bit bigger here when we when we look at what they had coming into this past season it's why you went out and got timo meyer that's what i think you're speaking to here let's get ourselves some offensive players that also bring a level of physicality that can also play at the pace and the style that benefits all the young players, the Jack Hughes of the world, and even on the even from a defensive value standpoint, right? If we project forward and think that the New Jersey Devils and Luke Hughes is on the track to be a significant contributor this upcoming season, we know he's slight of frame, right? We know that he is a offensive-minded defenseman and that you're going to want to have some safeguards and protections in place. I, I think that that's why this makes sense as well. Again, just on, on balance for what this trade is, the New Jersey Devils send out a player that they were not going to bring back, and they bring back a veteran, experienced, known commodity. So much of what the Devils had this past season was variable. What are the expectations for young players? Even some of the veterans, are they going to step up? Are they going to play with consistency? There were concerns there. And oh, by the way, I'm saying this, you know, we're talking about this like it's a foregone conclusion that Tuna won't be back because of this move. That could be the case. But in the event that they that they, <laughs> they, they retain Tatar and put themselves in a circumstance to have a gluttony of offensive talent, that's a whole nother can of worms that, that I don't think is necessarily realistic. But we have to at least live in the world where the Devils are trying to really compile the right balance of young, exciting, upcoming talent, and then experience reliable, consistent veterans. That's what I think they got into Foley here, and that's why I think a move like this makes all the sense in the world. Now, I'll, I'll give you just a little insight as Danny was out at dinner. That's why you're watching me fly solo here. He said this is the kind of this is the kind of move that he loves, but also looks at it as wants to see the devils get him that is to fully on an extension. I can leave it live in either world with this. I can live in the world where again you move off a player that you weren't going to bring back, you give up a third round pick, that's a dart throw by NHL standards, and you bring in someone for this next year. Again, let's make sure that we don't let's have a backstop here against a, a slip up, right? Against taking what felt like an overachieving season and turning it into the blip on the radar rather than the upward trend for this roster. It, it affords you the ability to let the young talent continue to develop without risking that costing you playoff positioning, costing you what we hope will be a deep playoff run. I like this move. We'll break it down a little bit deeper. Mentioned to you as well, I'll just reiterate here for anybody coming in late. Danny and I got on. We talked about 
Um, and this, I, I do like this though too. Um, I, I'll just say more shout out to Morgan Williams. I thank you for being a part, a part of the conversation, man. In addition to saying doesn't get much, much, much more marginal, excuse me. Both have around 700 games. As you said, both, uh, played and have about 450 points to so fully, maybe three to 5% better. Listen, maybe that is the case. Like, I don't know what the percentage is that he's better, but we agree he's better. Right. So, you know, if you tell me that I have X in my hand and Y is going to be marginally better. Well, that's marginally critical for the New Jersey Devils and a team that wants to continue to improve, right? So not everything needs to be a home run hit. It doesn't need to be going out and getting one of the top five players in the league, goaltender or otherwise, and saying, now we go from being a second round or trying to go towards the conference finals playoff team to being a Stanley Cup lock because then the expectations rise and we talk about that. So again, I think it's a good move. I think it's a smart move. Danny and I will break this one down a little bit more. And then again, I know I'm going circular here a little bit. As a reminder, following this live here, uh, if anybody you know is looking for this information, tell them to go get it on the podcast feed. But then also, later tonight and into tomorrow, you're going to get clips talking about the post-Stanley Cup power ranking, where the New Jersey Devils were. We talk about Timo Meyer in that mix and how that impacts where they stand. We won't have this reference point of Toffoli being a part of this, but We'll factor that in going forward. Nice conversation around where some of the other teams around the league stand. And if the Devils are kind of getting put up onto that one of those upper echelon pedestals that just concern you about where expectations rise. Fitzgerald seems to be taking that into account with the offseason moves that he's making. We highlight the Eric Holla comeback, Holla, as we always like to do, and why that mattered for this team going forward. Why the contract at $9.45 million is right where you want it to be. So, so far, as we have the draft coming up tomorrow night, and we'll break down who the Devils take, although no first-round selections, obviously, uh, sending that one out in season. And we'll go ahead and just a whistler here as he, I'll I'll reiterate this. Um, Yeah, so just, uh, so go check all that stuff out. It's all across the platform on YouTube and on the podcast feed, and go check out uh, at Adam Armbrecht over on Twitter. Check out Danny the Face. He is very timely with trying to get those responses. And then uh, NJ Devils PL. I got to make sure. You'll search us. Devils Puck Luck on Twitter as well. Follow us there uh, just for Whistler and anybody else that came in late. Official announcement coming through off of the New Jersey Devils website. They announced today the team has acquired Tyler forward, excuse me, Tyler to fully in a trade with the Calgary Flames in exchange for forward Sharon Govich and a third round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. The pick was acquired in the Steverson trade to Columbus. Originally, Calgary's selection acquired by Columbus via Seattle 80th selection overall. So just to go ahead and bring it full circle, Calgary gets back their own pick that once upon a time went out to the Kraken. So they do get it back here um, in the end to Calgary. So that is the official trade third round pick and Sharon Govich in exchange for Tyler Toffoli veteran forward from the flames and a number of other places as he's been a bit of a journeyman throughout his career. After an early stint, um, we go back to talking about an early stint with the LA Kings since then, since 2019, 20, uh, Foley has never spent more than two seasons on any given team, and he will now be coming into 2023-24 on his one, two, three, four, fifth team since the 2019-2020 season. So he's a journeyman, but he's also a player that gives you some tremendous value 
And when we talk about, uh, let me go ahead and throw in one more stat here. Wow, I would have been really disappointed in myself if I did not get this going in the door. Face-off win percentage for Toffoli. Guess what? Over the last four seasons, we'll go ahead and highlight the good and the bad here, or at least what wouldn't be considered to be the dynamic number. 2020 and 2021 with Montreal, just a 38% win percentage on face-off. These last two seasons, nearly 62%, and then 58% this last year with the Calgary Flames. We know the Devils have quality face-off players, including Hollow brought back, and you now bring in another veteran who can go ahead and fill that role when called upon. We know how valuable those can be, especially if we're thinking big picture here and the power play and how the Devils want to operate and what those lines will look like and playing shorthanded and trying to have penalty kills and just having bodies that can go into the center circle and more often than not win you a faceoff. Um Let's go ahead and just, I'll pop up here the conversation. This is the other thing we get to do here. We haven't done a lot of these lives. So by supporting these and getting involved in them, um, it inspires us to do more, especially when there's breaking news like this. It is still an upgrade. Personally, I would have preferred the team use that spot slash cap towards Bertuzzi, towards Wilson. Yeah. And again, let's just remember that it's only, as we say, we're talking about a 4.25 cap hit with 3.5 million cash due in 23-24. Depending on what happens going forward here with a Tomas Tatar and with other moves the Devils may make, this doesn't preclude them from, from going and making another move. Again, I think this is both an upside move and also a veteran. Let's make sure we maintain the status quo for our team going forward. So I agree with you. If, if we find ourselves in a spot where we look back and say going and getting Tyler to Foley meant we couldn't even have a discussion on player X, any of the guys that you're listing here, of course. But I don't think that's the case, at least in this moment. I just think this is a really smart move. I think it's a proactive move when we talk about Sharon Govich and where he was going to be headed. And hopefully it leads to the next big move here for the New Jersey Devils. That being the case, my friends, out of nowhere. Coming in, hard swinging, on YouTube Live again, at Adam Arbrecht, at Danny the Face on Twitter, Devil's Puck Luck Podcast. Thank you, guys, really. Uh, genuinely, you know, I do this over for Locked On Nets, and we have a massive following there, and we've been working really hard to continue to build and grow that audience. That's what we want to accomplish over here, and it's why we're really excited when we come in and we do lives like this, and we do our weekly episodes, and we have try to have as balanced and fun and interesting conversations around this team. We really appreciate the support you guys bring. So continue to do that. We'll continue to bring the content. We'll be back again over the next 24 to 36 hours with all those great discussions I mentioned. Then we'll also break down what happens in the NHL draft. Even if it's not the most exciting from a devil's perspective, we will get informed around some of the other teams that the devils are going to have to take out as they work their way through those Eastern conference playoffs who make improvements here. What other trades go down league-wide? We'll break all that down in the days and weeks ahead. It's a very, very, very exciting time for the NHL and, of course, for the New Jersey Devils. Until next time, though, as we say right now in this moment, I guess it is, welcome in Tyler Toffoli. I'm getting kind of those uh, Beverly Hills Cop kind of vibes. Axel Foley, Tyler Toffoli. I think. I think there's something there. We'll work on that. Thanks again for joining us here on this live. And we'll be back again next time talking all things New Jersey Devils on the Devils Puck Luck Podcast.